Hey, it's Brennan Gennetti, the host of the Music You're Missing podcast. In today's special episode of Music Industry Experts, we're joined by Adam Lin, the founder of Prime Social and the visionary behind Breakaway Music Festival, which is making its Boston debut this year. Breakaway has rapidly become one of the most dynamic multi-city music festivals in existence. This exceptional touring event boasts a lineup of EDM heavyweights, including the likes of Porter Robinson, Grizz, and Lane 8, making it a truly unique experience. Adam has a remarkable talent for discovering artists before they hit the mainstream. His festivals have catapulted emerging acts like the Chainsmokers, Kendrick Lamar, Odessa, Kygo, Travis Scott, Halsey, and Chance the Rapper to stardom. His entertainment company, Prime Social, produces numerous festivals annually and stands as the fastest-growing full-scale production and promotion company in America. Adam and his team have orchestrated over 1,200 events worldwide from the heartland of the Midwest to the vibrant cities of Barcelona and Puerto Vallarta. Their market dominance has garnered attention from industry titans like Billboard and Polestar, with over 200,000 tickets sold in 2021 alone. Adam's achievements have earned him recognition as one of the 100 most interesting entrepreneurs by Goldman Sachs and the prestigious title of Dance Power Player by Billboard magazine. I'm truly privileged to have Adam Lynn join us on the Music You're Missing podcast, where he'll share his wealth of knowledge and insights. Welcome, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. I know we're we're super close. We're just a, a few days away from Breakaway Music Festival here in Boston. We got Lane yeah. 8, Grizz, Porter Robinson, Surf Mesa, and more. I'm super excited, and I know that Boston has literally never experienced anything like this caliber of EDM festival. Uh, so yeah. let me know. like, What can I expect? As we've been scaling Breakaway, you know, we, we look for really strong cities that have large college demographics. This was birthed in Columbus. We took it to Charlotte, Nashville, Grand Rapids. Um, so I've had my eye on Boston for a very long time. So we're excited that you know Suffolk Downs is is now open as a venue and really cool outdoor. You know, obviously it's converted to Greyhound track. So uh, Breakaway Year One should be exciting, and and we're 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 pumped to be here in Boston. I love that you're you're calling it year one. Am I expecting yeah. a, a year two coming next year? Yeah, typically, I mean, just you know, when we when we expand Breakaway into new city, we we want to be there for a long time. So we we sort of get to develop roots. Um, we actually hire a local person in each city that we go to. There's actually um, we have a uh, a Suffolk grad named. Uh, Aiden Sullivan, who's leading the charge here for us in, in Boston. Um, but yeah, and then we, you know, for example, Columbus, we're on, on year seven. Grand Rapids, we're on year six. Charlotte, we're on year five. So as we grow, we just continue to add and hopefully people have a great time and they come year over year. Definitely. And you mentioned the stage at Suffolk Downs. That's a yeah. completely new venue. I think they've only ever had like one major event there. So I'm kind of curious what motivated your choice of this venue. Um, and like, how do you, how can you put your trust in it? If you, if you maybe not have caught a show there before? Yeah. Um, it's ran by uh, Bowery, same group that they have uh, Roadrunner. They, they do a, a lot of huge shows here in town. Mm-hmm. So definitely one of the top, promoters and, and concert goers here in, in Boston. And, um, you know, although there, ha- there haven't been many shows, you know, you've got a national brand like Breakaway partnering with a, a huge local promoter like Bowery. So we'll, uh, it'll be a great experience. Shouldn't be any doubt there. Well, had you ever been there like years ago? It used to, like you kind of mentioned, it used to be a yeah. greyhound racing. I think they had horse racing. It's uh, It's definitely changed a little bit. 
Yeah, I, th- I first saw it in uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, yeah. Where, uh, yeah. Matt Damon brings his his girlfriend over there, and they catch a little little dog race. That's so funny. Um, the silent disco stage is something that's super unique to Breakaway Festival. What's really mm-hmm. cool about it, though, is you've got over forty local DJs that are going to be there. Um, so I'm kind of interested. You know, why why partner with local acts? Uh, what's the what's the value in that? Yeah, you know, it's it's important. Again, we talked about with Breakaway, it's a national brand, but it's it's very localized, right? So, you know, we want to partner with local boutiques and bring on sort of people from the city. So with the Silent Disco, it's easy for us to bring in DJs that are from Boston, um, you know, and, and put them on the lineup. And maybe it's not main stage and it's not, you know, closing out where, where Grizz is, but it's an opportunity to say, Hey, I'm playing Breakaway, and and they get to bring their friends. So, so that's that's um, that's something we do in in every city. Sweet. Logistically, how does that work? Do you just have like thousands of headphone sets? Yeah, yeah. So there's, uh, I believe it's 500, and so you kind of walk in a silent disco area. They're they're sanitized. You get to go enjoy the show, and on your way out, you kind of hand them back in, and then they get clean for the next guy. That's so cool. I've I, I've definitely bear witness to some silent discos before, and people people go pretty hard. You, you'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned though that you were hitting college markets, and specifically, I, I saw a quote from you from some article. You said that Breakaway is designed to bring music, art, creativity, and community to people's hometowns. So I'm kind of curious what drew you to these markets because you know some of them are untapped for festivals like this, and maybe do they present any unique challenges or opportunities? Yeah, the model of Breakaway is, you know, I like to say it's like going to Lollapalooza in your backyard, right? Where you get to, you get to have that sort of big festival experience without traveling to Coachella or Lala or EDC or Ultra, et cetera. Um, we like to be an Uber ride away, um, you know, and then keep keep tickets affordable, right? So, you know, we, we understand that. Um, you know, financially, it's not feasible for people to travel to these cities with the airfare and hotel, um, expensive tickets and, and whatnot. So bringing that type of experience to to people's hometowns, whether they're from here or they happen to go to college in those markets, um, you know, our, our sort of age range is, you know, anywhere from 18 up to 35. So it, it is a lot of college, but it's also a lot of young professionals and you know, people even in, in their 30s. And there's sort of a, a price tier for everyone. We always run a college ticket. So if you have a .edu, you get a, you know, pretty cheap discounted ticket all the way up to um, ultra VIP tickets, right? So if someone wants a backstage, onstage experience, they can they can even buy that. Yeah, I mean, accessibility is huge just to actually get people in the door. Um, Suffolk Downs, yep. great stop directly on the blue line, which connects to uh-huh. literally all of the other lines. So that's perfect. Um, so I, I know you have, you've got a, a very successful track record of, of booking huge names kind of before they blow up. And that is yep. literally the precipice of music you're missing. So I'm wondering, is there a particular artist that you're just especially proud of having booked before they gained widespread attention? Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'd say for 2023, um, not two is someone we're really excited about. Um, we put him on, I believe, four, three or four of our festivals. Um, very much an up and coming artist, but 
is actually one of the call it hottest up and coming artists of 2023. So just kind of nailing the booking on that one. But, you know, we did Kendrick Lamar's first college tour in 2013. Wow. Uh, Chance the Rapper. We, we did a Avicii, RIP, his, his tour in 2011. And, you know, so just, you know, r- really sort of because we're in small cities and we get to really have our ear to the ground, just being able to to get get these guys before they, they really, really pop. Definitely. And then I imagine they've got some loyalty loyalty to you when they do yeah. blow up to, to return and keep moving, yeah. getting people in the door. That's it. So I, I also read on that article with EDM.com, you kind of alluded to the oversaturation of the festival market. A lot of people getting a little too ambitious too quickly. Uh, and then yeah. just as a consumer, you see absolute dumpster fires going on with like Burning Man and Electric Zoo. Luckily, yeah. you know, you've never had a horrible PR nightmare. So I'm curious, why, why do you think that is? Like what what does Breakaway do really well that uh, maintains it for success? Yeah, um, you know, we've always built events that, you know, we, we've had shows that underperform and with them we've had shows that have overperformed, right? But always keeping things within reason. So even those shows that are doing really poorly, it's not something like, that's going to take down the whole company. Right. And I think you see that a lot, you know, with Firefest and even what just happened with electric zoo, it's like you have one bad weekend, it could knock out the entire, the entire business. Um, so my mom always said when I was growing the company, just, you know, small, slow and steady baby steps, she would say. So it's, that's kind of just been our model is slow growth year over year. Um, your reputation is everything in this business. So that's always been a priority and, and it's gotten us to where we are today with seven festivals in 2023 and probably 10 festivals next year. So just continue to grow. Yeah, no, that is a, a great point. Just from seeing the online discourse of how one bad thing can just like ruin the whole thing that you created yeah. for years. Um, no, that's a, that's a wonderful point. Slow and steady wins the race. That's it. Um, many of our artists are listeners or are artists rather themselves, or they work in the industry yeah. or they want to work in the industry. So I'd love to ask you for some advice on their behalf. First, yeah. from an artist perspective, what prereqs should an artist have like in place before even considering pitching to a festival? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, this, this one kind of hits home a little bit cause I, I love social media, but then it becomes, you know, it's like direct access to my inbox. Right. And so I'd say almost 80 percent of what I get on Instagram are are artists that want to play or, you know, want. I always say, like, can I get 10 minutes of your time? Right. But if you give 10 minutes of your time to, you know, 300 people a week, (laughs) you have no time to do business. Um, So so it is a challenge. Right. And and. You know, I'm, um, I'd like to consider myself one of the good guys, right? So, like, I actually have a hard time not responding to people. So, so I always do, like, I always do respond, um, you know, and, and it's just one of those things where it's, you, you've got to, um, it's got to be a two-way street for the festival as well for the artists. So, how can you justify yourself, you know, locally, um, you know, a lot of times it'll be, Hey, if you can drive this many sales or you can bring in like, you know, 
understand that there's got to be value kind of both ways. Um, so that's how a lot of these artists get to play on the silent disco, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they sell a certain number of tickets, which, you know, anyone could get a discount code and, and could be a part of our ambassador platform and just, and just hustle it. Right. And so, so there's the hustle route or there's the virality route, right? Like, you know, make it that you are the biggest DJ here in the city. Um, don't try to take over the whole country, but, but become the hottest act in Boston or Charlotte or Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, that we want, we want, cause we're always looking for that. Yeah. So if we find that this person's the biggest artist in, in that region, but yeah, I think, artists really focusing on you know win over your city first and then worry about the rest of the country um you know like look at john summit right i i had heard about john summit because he was killing it in chicago this is before you know now he's now he's this massive superstar headlining festivals but he he put the groundwork in and made it that if you were doing something in chicago and you wanted a local guy, it was going to be John. Mm-hmm. So that would be my advice is just um, hone, hone in on your market. Make it that the festival needs you on the show um, and the rest will follow, I guess. Yeah, that's that's awesome advice. I feel like a lot of times artists might not necessarily understand that while you do provide opportunities for, you know, rising artists at the same time, it does have to be that two way street. Like you said, there needs to be some type of of value that you're getting out of it because it is a a coveted spot. And if someone else can move more tickets and is just as talented, then it's a hard decision to make for sure. Yeah. Kind of going off that when they do reach out, uh, what, what's something that they should include and, and what should they maybe not do? Cause even I on a much smaller scale get DMS and I'm like, you didn't even, bring me a link to your song. How am I supposed to listen to you? If I don't have a link. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we, we've moved into a world where, you know, social media and virality is something that like, is so, it's so significant, whether it's a, a label, an agent manager, there's a lot of great music. And so like differentiating yourself from a music standpoint is really, really difficult, but you know, if, if someone sent me a, a link and it's a video on TikTok that has 10 million views, that'd probably get my attention mm-hmm. as opposed to you know, a link to some music that, you know, frankly, it, it's really challenging for me to to sit and listen to, to music and, um, you know, listen to music that agents and managers will send to me. But again, getting getting a message on, on social media, um yeah, it's just challenging to get through all that. Yeah, no, again, I that's a an honest answer that I know that all the artists that do listen to this will appreciate. And kind of shifting towards the industry side, um, I'm 26. I started my career at Sony and iHeart, and they were all programs really for college students. And as I grew in my career, I kind of did my own thing. And everything mm-hmm. I've done is completely independent. But I, I see a lot of my friends who are with these popular names and, and they're trying to grow in the career. And I feel like they're kind of at a slump uh, and it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of opportunity for them. So I'm wondering what guidance that you would offer since you've been doing this since your early twenties for those that are kind of grappling with feelings of being lost or perceiving limited opportunities in the industry. 
Yeah, I think it's hard to get your foot in the door with companies like Live Nation and Sony and the agencies. Um, so you really got to fight to get in there. Mm-hmm. But I will say once, let's just say you're an assistant for a big agent. Once you've made it to that, which is really not that unattainable, you just got to work to get that role. The ability to then go prove yourself once you, you're in there, to me, is pretty easy. You can bust your ass as an assistant for an agent. They encourage you to go to shows and to scout talent and to bring in your own roster. And so um, I think, you know, my, my advice would be just get your foot in. And once you're there, the opportunity to, to just, you, you control your own destiny, right? Like I, I have a lot of agent friends. I'm talking mostly on the agency side, but mm. people that are, are 26 that now have their own clients that have their own roster. Um, you know, so I think there's just sort of this, um, this feeling that, you know, it's unattainable, but, but it's really not agents are always looking for great assistance. It's a really tough job. There's a lot that gets pushed on them, but then you control your own destiny once you're in there. So bust your ass, get in the door. And once you're in there, you know, you control your own destiny. That would be my advice there. For sure. And just like going off that understanding that there's, there's extra work that needs to be done and there, there's a grind that really kind of never stops as well. It's not like now that you're in the door, yeah. work is done and you can retire at 27. <laughs> it's like a, a constant uphill battle. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Adam. I really appreciate it because I know you've got to be a busy dude with the Boston show coming up in just a few days. Before we leave, I I like to wrap up every interview with just this question. We obviously just talked about your career and the awesome things you've done in music, but I'm kind of curious in the near future, what are some goals you have completely independent of music and your career? Independent goal outside of my career. Um, Well, since I started the company, like kind of what we just talked about, it's it's been a a grind and a sprint for over ten years. So I'm excited that we're at a point where you know I'm I'm trusting people to sort of lead without me a little bit more. And so I guess the goal of mine is to to delegate more, somehow to travel less. I uh, I don't think in the past two years I've spent three three consecutive weekends in the same city wow um so so that that's a goal i don't i don't see how that's going to slow down with as many festivals as we're producing but um you know also just enjoying the moment a little bit because it's um it's a really special sort of point in our career and in my career and the company and and sometimes you just sort of lose track that like it's pretty awesome that, you know, this is, this is my job is to go and produce these amazing experiences. So I guess my goal is to slow down and enjoy it because life goes by quick. For sure. I mean, that's an awesome place to be where you can feel trust in delegating some tasks to people. I I hope you get a, a, maybe at least three weekends in a row at home, maybe four. Yeah. But for real, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. This is fun. (laughs) 